0: It's described as a civic, military, ecclesiastical business dictatorship <laughs> with hyphens in between all those things. So I was like, wonderful.
1: <laughs> Hello, my name is Ricardo Deacon.
0: Hello, my name is Orna Magninas.
1: Greetings. Welcome to the Recommendation Game. A film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen. We watch it separately and Skype each other to discuss it. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. This week's film was chosen by Orla. It is the Swiss-Argentine mm-hmm. movie, A Thor. Que se Je ne sais pas. Es la primera vez en Argentina, ¿no? Primera vez al sur. El de Will pertenece a la banca privada.
0: Et c'est le socio de notre ami, René Kiss.
1: Votre associé est parti dans un très mauvais moment.
0: Au nom de la banque, je vous présente mes excuses. Mais je dois te prévenir, il y a beaucoup de rumeurs. Ici, en ce moment, la rumeur est un inconvénient.
1: Kiss okay, avait totalement perdu la tête. Ses
0: méthodes sont devenues problématiques.
1: Ivan Deville. Private banker from Geneva goes to Argentina in the midst of a dictatorship to replace his partner, the object of the most worrying rumors, who disappeared overnight. Senor, soy nice to meet you. Yes, I mean spouse, Ines. So you are the substitute of Mr. Key. His partner, absolutely, Mr. Ferret.
0: No, I'm Deckerman, the first lawyer. Well, Mr Deckerman. Habla castellano usted. Sí, por supuesto. Los invito a
1: tomar algo. Un placer. Por aquí, por favor. I thought that it would be interesting also to read the movie uh, synopsis since Movie actually released the movie. So it's mm-hmm. always, I don't know, uh, the synopsis that they uh, place is Argentina, 1980. Private banker Ivan arrives from Geneva to replace a colleague who has mysteriously disappeared in military ruled Buenos Aires. Moving through a society under surveillance, he finds himself untangling a sinister web of colonialism, high finance, and a nation's dirty oh. war. I think it's pretty that's good. That's
0: very nice. Oh, that's very good. That's. I think the movie ones are actually better uh, than the Criterion ones are sometimes. The Criterion ones are a little too much, too much re- revealed sometimes.
1: I think it's part also that movies actually, like releasing the movies, not as part of a, like home theater situation mm. is that they're also the distributor for yep. the cinema the take because movie always have our take but it's really interesting whenever th- it's like they're <laughs> all movie because you know like half the time it's just that they're showing or a movie take for a month uh, sure it's grand <laughs> and our take it's so like back patting <laughs> that, oh, that is like so riveting sly and sophisticated is a sore It's incredible to think that it's Swiss filmmaker Andrea Fontana's first feature. Set in the vampirically elegant high finance world of Argentina's ultra elite, this icily controlled conspiracy thriller holds its tension like an unsprung bear trap. Love it. The film was directed by Andreas Fontana, screenplay by Andreas Fontana and Mariano Linas, produced by Eugenia Mumenthaler, David Espini, Violetta Bava, Rosa Martinez-Rivero, and Nicolas Brevier, starring Fabrizio Rongione and Stephanie Cleo. So the cinematography was by Gabriel Sandru, music by Paul Corlett, and film editing by Nicolas de Maisson. So, Orla, why did you pick a thought?
0: Um, so, I watched this at Christmas. Uh, it was one evening. I think we'd already watched a few movies, and everyone else had gone to bed. And me and Dad were like, Ah, sure, we'll watch something else. So, uh, I picked it because I thought, interesting themes. I think Dad will like this. And it was also only an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> so, because I had a lot of other movies that were, I was like, This is something that you can get through if you put it on at like 11, you know? I had a a few movies that sort of weren't exactly as I was expecting, which was very interesting. So we watched um, uh, Pig, which is very interesting. (laughs) I quite liked it. it.
1: I know it's meant to be very sad. It
0: is very, very sad, very emotional. I watched a lot of movies that were... I have the, the words like John Wick sort of attached to them somewhere in the description, but they are not movies that are similar to John Wick at all. Like they're movies like John Wick as I suppose... But this, at the beginning about a man who suffers a trauma and then has to, you know, but then as the movies develop, they just become more and more ridiculous. Whereas like Pig and um, uh, and I also bought that Writers of Justice, the Mads Mikkelsen Danish film on DVD. Because um, I was like that, that sounds like, you know, Mads Mikkelsen is great. I think Dad will really like it. We watched that. That's another film that is very much about trauma and like men dealing with trauma through like it's super interesting but two movies and me and dad were just like huh just unexpected they weren't what i was expecting which was great and then i saw this on my list and i was like okay thriller argentinian yeah you know period piece throw it on and I'm like i'm not gonna lie it was a bit i was a bit bamboozled <laughs> for a while <laughs> i was like <laughs> me and dad had ever had you have to watch this film very very closely and you have to pay close attention to it um to really like pick up on everything that's going on um I also didn't really know a whole lot about this area era in Argentina um about like people disappearing in the dirty war and everything um like my dad would have known more than me um but I'm thinking how much that truly matters I think particularly if you've watched you know a single film from the 1970s <laughs> where <laughs> this is a very this is a very 1970s movie and it's like it is it comes from a school of like of like calm quiet eerie creepiness of a creeping dread of like be it fascism or whatever um i think it fits very neatly into that but with a very european bend to it which is what i really really love about this film. Uh, in the in the Uh, wikipedia article about um i don't know if it's about the one titled dirty war or about the uh the coup itself but um it's described as a civic military ecclesiastical business dictatorship (laughs) with hyphens in between all those things i was like wonderful (laughs) particularly when you get the ecclesiastical in there because there's one point whenever the priest turns up in this movie and it's just like oh love it
1: um remember the pope is Argentinian. Uh, he was a priest during the dictatorship
0: oh i did not even fucking know that that's oh oh that adds another delicious layer thank you um Yeah, this is such a like quiet, calm, methodical movie. and It's a movie with like so much fucking atmosphere. Like I I want to live in this movie. Like I want to go into these hotel lobbies and have a little coffee. You know, like it's so I want to have to be doing conducting all my business meetings and having to like call my secretary, you know, like, oh, my God, I love it. The cars, the clothes, the music. Um, it's also I find it quite enjoyable watching this, uh, because it's a very like hot, sweaty movie. There's a lot of lounging at pools, there's a lot of like you know, you can you can really feel the heat and it's very enjoyable to watch that in the middle of January. Um <laughs> when it's like because I watched this on uh Friday evening I think um and it was absolutely Baltic here and I was like oh I would give anything to be with my arms at the edge of the pool drinking a cool drink looking very quizzically at this man in my house um well, yeah I really love the uh, there's a really strong theme of like language and understanding and how much you say and how much you don't say in this film from like you know bi and trilingual uh characters but also you know, the the invented language that they have, like, particularly between our sort of main couple. Um, There's a lot of conversations often taking place at the same time when you have to, like, and you're, especially whenever you don't understand, like, the language, so you're having to, like, read subtitles between two conversations that are, like, layered on top of each other, but it's, like, it's there to, like, you know, you have to, like, really, really pay attention to what's going on. Um, And there's also, like, things that if you don't know it, you're just going to be left confused like whenever they talk so it's uh whenever Ines is a uh, uh, cousin um, she goes to the bathroom and he's talking to Ivan uh, and um, he's saying like why did you bring her you know and he's like well the clients like her and he's like it's not uh, uh, Roland Garros which is the French Open as in like you know this is not a social visit but, I, but I, he doesn't say French Open. He says, which is a, it's like another name for it. And I was like, oh, I had to Google that afterwards. I was like, what does he mean by that? But when you know that, you're like, ah, that adds so much more context to that scene then.
1: Well, like uh, the, the French or Swiss or anybody that is into tennis wouldn't call it the French Open. They call it Roland Garros. The same I've as never... Wimbledon is Wimbledon. I've never. You wouldn't call it the, the British, the, the Open, British yeah. Open, which technically it is. Yeah
0: yeah that's, I've, I've, I've never known that and like at, at the time i just went right over my head like most of the time i must ask my dad actually because i assume he probably would have got that but i didn't um even like the the fact that the the film was called like azor or Athor or they say it differently in french though don't they um i think she, she says it a different way whenever she's explaining the the languages i think but as in like what the meaning that she gives it is like be quiet or be careful what you say um The uh, the director actually um, is his first feature, but he studied um, comparative literature uh, and he was he moved to Buenos Aires um, because the director is actually was he moved to Buenos Aires to work as a translator and an interpreter. Uh, But the inspiration for this story came from his grandfather, who was a private banker. Um, And he read his grandfather's diaries from... So his grandfather was in Argentina at this time of like the late 70s, early 80s. Um, And he read his grandfather's diaries and he was struck by like how mundane everything was. It was all very business. He does not mention the political situation. It's all very like, I'm here for business. This is separate to what I'm doing. And he found that really fascinating. That And then also... Um, his, his grandmother and the uh, impact that she had on their like life and relationship and stuff was like the wife of the banker. Um, yeah, he kind of reminded me of like, because this has such a hot, a real feel like excellent sense of place and, and and of the world itself, like even if you don't fully understand the political context of it, I feel like he settles you in the location really well and it kind of reminded me of someone like, uh like Robert Eggers or somebody, like someone who worked for years on his first feature of like, you know, the language and the creation of the world of like making it feel like this this like sort of folk horror kind of like, you know, they're, well, they're kind of like pilgrims, aren't they? Um, but yeah, something like that of someone who has like such an idea of what the film is, that it, it's like comes through in every choice that he makes. Um, the performances are also excellent. Uh, like he used purposefully i think uh sort of lesser known actors um even from like um like french cinema because i think um the actress who plays Inès, i think she's french and then um the guy who plays ivan is belgium i think which is kind of interesting as well because then they're obviously bringing slightly different accents to the whole thing i would love to watch this as a person who can speak all the languages (laughs) but would also be able to identify the different like you're probably better but able to identify the different uh spanish uh accents and stuff uh i find that very interesting particularly from like a swiss can because of rick's like Switzerland is in europe and stuff uh, but yeah i really love that actress who plays in nes though like she really is like just quietly running the i saw someone describe it as they they have these like debriefs after certain scenes where they're in the hotel room and where she's like where you get like more context to what's going on but where she's like just calmly steering him in a certain direction and like you know being incredibly mean whenever she needs to be like where she's like <laughs> your father was right um something about it being a uh, fear makes you weak or something I was like oh that's lovely uh yeah I also found this movie kind of funny in places uh considering how slow and methodical it is like there's a bit whenever they're out with the guy with on the horses he's like he's like oh have you been to paris he's like i even have the pleasure of taking a nap in paris between that and like, there's like the looming specter of uh, is it Lutz from Credit Suisse? Uh, <laughs> he's just always there in the background, and they're like, Oh, Lutz is here. Have you seen him? He's like, From afar. uh <laughs> so, so much. Um, yeah, also, uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah, when I first watched this, I completely did not cop how amazing the soundtrack is like, not just the um, uh, the music, but also the sound design. And this is fucking amazing. Um, like, really like it sets the place and the tension so well but also the feeling of like the atmosphere and the heat and everything oh it's so good uh yeah so in conclusion um i would really love to watch the american remake of this um just to see how badly that they butchered it um also kept thinking of a landalon so yeah i love this movie uh what did you think of <laughs> azor
1: well first of all the uh whenever you're saying about um American remake mm-hmm. like Secret in Their Eyes, oh another <laughs> dictatorship era Argentinian movie. Oh
0: fuck yeah, Jesus, oh my god, you wouldn't think of that. Oh that's so funny. Oh god, yeah. Ugh.
1: Also another peer piece set in like the eighties and stuff, like yeah. um it's weird. I think that this movie is more flawed than Secret in Their Eyes. Yeah but I like them more
0: <laughs> just like oh I completely forgot about this thing in their eyes I should have really watched that but like uh,
1: but that's just a comparison because I suppose that there's not that many Argentinian movies but I think it's it is well there are a lot of Argentinian movies but not as many that crosses our path let's say yeah. and even less they're dealing with the dictatorship in the 80s and stuff but I think that the, the movie in itself does a Like they're comparable in a certain way of uh, using the dictatorship as a a background layer rather than being in the foreground Mm. of the narrative. Um, Similar to Mr. Klein, I suppose. (laughs) I did have Mr. uh, Klein in my
0: head, yeah. It's a very subtle movie considering when it's taking place.
1: Did you watch the movie interview with the director after the movie? In no. Like he does, uh, uh, has a few interesting comments about the, the movie. I think that the, um, the obvious reference that he's calling call back to is Heart of Darkness, mm. Comrade, uh, which also, like, obviously then has been explored through Apocalypse Now and Francis Ford Coppola in
0: mm. a yeah, less restrained which, manner.
1: <laughs> yes, which has the, the, the link also of the, Whenever they're in the, the jungle, boat at the end of the movie, yeah. is very apocalypse now uh, scenario. Let's say, and the idea of going native and stuff of uh, what's the name of the his partner? Oh, um, Keys. Renee Rene Keys. 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 Keys has clearly gone native, as they call it. Mm. I think the. Uh the mo- like he mentions in the interview as well that uh he knew that whenever making the movie that he was born from a lot of places, but he decided not to try to recognize where he was born from so it wouldn't be copying. Yeah. Because whatever like inspired him, that's where he went, let's say, to find it. And I think that's very clear in the in the movie, and because he's born from a lot of movies that I like <laughs> I very much appreciate it. Like you can see, a lot of you know, like from more recent movies, even the way that the film is shot is very much a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy kind of situation. Oh, yes. The color palette uh, and
0: the um, the style of like there's there's certain a lot of scenes like uh, there's one shot in particular actually that really reminded me of that. Um, uh, I can't remember. That's obviously a film that's more like there's definitely a lot of John Le Carre in the background of this, but like if you take john like if you take john le, take john le Carre world and you just specifically apply it to like private banking <laughs> so it's like they're not spies but they probably could be if they <laughs>
1: well like a lot of john le Carre is not just spies let's say like um you know mysteries and stuff like that thriller so Smiley like this wouldn't be too Percy. too past him uh, but the film that I think that it is the the most closest associated to this movie in my mind is Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Oh, a film I have not seen.
1: Which is basically a movie where Tom Cruise just goes further and further down into a black hole from like a, a starting point that it is just I'm a broken person and then... S- slowly unraveling a mystery the same way that this movie does but the same way that this movie does there's no moment that somebody sits down and explains to you the context of what's happening Mm. you have to kind of keep up add the 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 numbers yourself at the same time i think that the movie is a little bit too vague Mm. a lot of it one
0: layer too vague or something exactly
1: like i think that i got everything that the movie was trying to make do because i know a lot about the history of argentina because i'm from that part of the world yeah like there were moments that i had to pause as the movie watching it with alex who's very like cinema cinema literate is not somebody that you need to like slow down a movie for her to understand because the movie didn't give you the context of what's happening in the the background and when it did it was a little bit too on the nose that i know it's going to come back because it's a very odd conversation to have yeah for example it's the the daughter of the the client whenever they're in the swimming pool and she keeps saying how like the the military came in and just robbed a house mm. But she says it like three times and the mom is like, shut up in front of our friends or whatever. But also th- one of the characters in that discussion is a colonel or something that is friends of her. Like you wouldn't in Argentina, no matter at the time, no matter how stupid you were, mm-hmm. you wouldn't speak that openly to an army colonel criticizing the military yeah no matter how stubborn you were or whatever you knew where the line was you know it's not it's not oh yeah but she's a bit of a rebel heart no like you know exactly what's going on and that kind of broke the willing suspension and disbelief kind of thing
0: okay i did not pick up in on that. that moment <laughs> i thought Sorry? i did not pick up on that i thought it was more that so like i didn't even realize that the other person was a colonel that does make more sense. he now. says
1: in the whenever Ivan is talking to him, he says that uh i'm in uh in the leather business now, but I'm a retired army colonel mm. but at the time he never really retired because you were giving a business by the dictatorship mm. do you know what I mean it's not like the Somebody probably owned that business. And it was given to lefty, you, yeah. And he went and disappeared. And some of the fucking 2000 belts that they're trying to ship to S- Switzerland at the end. The
0: fucking combs.
1: Yeah, but like it, it shows how like pervasive it is and how much of... Just because it wasn't a, sp- a specific um, ethnic group that faced the suffering, the the suffering was not there you know like it's kind of forgotten to the extent you know it's very analogous to the holocaust in a way that i don't want to be sound flippant about it because obviously the uh what the jewish people and uh have gone through in the in their history is unique to them let's say Mm. but the idea of like mountains of personal artifacts that are being taken from you oh it's very uh, unsettling dictatorship and stuff it's very analogous and real and yeah like the disappeared of like it's like uruguay was a dictatorship as well brazil was a dictatorship as well and it's not that long ago i was born two years after the brazilian dictatorship ended Mm. Like my uncles and aunts that lived in Uruguay in the 70s and 80s, they were born under a dictatorship under the same... And they were all the same um, kind of dictatorship because they were all backed by the CIA and Mm -hmm. Kissinger Mm -hmm. and all that lovely things. And then you had Operation Cobra because it was illegal to torture people from your own country, but not from people from other countries. if you went you captured people that were like rebels quote-unquote you just ship them to another country neighboring country that is also a dictatorship and they'll torture them for you it'll be grand
0: and there'll be no historical repercussions
1: like it it is very interesting in 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 like it really captures the the feeling of the time from everything that i've read obviously i am i wasn't alive in the 80s there so Uh, But there's a very different feeling from people that existed then, especially like middle class, like my family, who say, oh, the dictatorship wasn't all that bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, because you were (laughs) bankers.
0: Yes, it's very easy to ignore uh, what's going on whenever.
1: Coming to that, I think that one of the things that I dislike the most about this movie, but it's completely personal, (laughs) is that Buenos Aires looks a lot like Montevideo. So, because it's the same architecture kind of thing, and I wish that it had shown more of it because a lot of it is inside hotels and like the countryside and stuff. But you also can understand that the movie doesn't have such a big budget. And the couple moments that is in Buenos Aires outside, you can see like ADT signs everywhere, like the alarm company (laughs) that are modern, and obviously, they didn't have the money to like CGI it out. (laughs) you know when he's going into Reneki's ha- apartment There's uh, yeah, a big fucking ADT that's sign one on the side that I
0: was like this feels a little he's like sitting in the car with Dante uh although I do fucking love that scene when he goes into the apartment um <laughs> afterwards he's like talking to Ines and she's like what's his apartment like and he's like it has a lot of doors <laughs> she's like
1: Ivan biggest failure of the movie and I think it's a pretty big messed up uh, doesn't ruin the movie per se. Because overall I really like the character arc that Yvonne has mm. and stuff. But I think that not meeting Renee Keys is a missed opportunity. And I think that this movie, because it always goes back to Renee Keys, and also you never know what happened to him. I think that the based also on everything that they've planted about the character mm-hmm. that there's this kind of duality to to him that like some people say that he was dangerous and other people say that he's uh, a good friend
0: i do like the uh the full list of all the descriptions that they have for keys where it's like he's a traveling companion but then he's also like um uh the wife of the guy with the horses describes him as um i also love it like her sister just turns up out of nowhere, it's such a weird little detail uh that he's like dangerous. And on the, at the time, I was like, "Dangerous to who? Was he dangerous? You know what I mean?" I was like, "Because we've gotten such a, many portraits of him, where he's like, like this guy who's taking risks, this guy who's, you know, will help people to his own detriment or whatever." It's like it's it, it kind of leaves you with the idea of like, what was the thing that got him in the end? You know what I mean? Was it that? he was taking risks and that the government like, uh, got him that, or was it like you know, that
1: bit i think that is uh fairly spelled out because of the the whole a the title of the movie yeah and b what every other character person. says about uh talks about him that they say that he was involved that he basically went native yeah that he started behaving behaving like an argentinian moving in argentinian circles like being very familiar and i think is that all these people wanted somebody that just seems like a banker
0: Mm.
1: not a gangster like because they're the gangsters so they want to like feel legitimized by somebody that deals with them as if it was business rather than
0: yeah, you really get that in the end with uh with the guys trying to load off all the stuff, and how they 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 don't they don't feel like they're looking at him almost longingly or something like not just because he's gonna bring them money, but also because like this fancy ass briefcase holding you know like smooth (laughs) fucking character is in the middle of the jungle (laughs) like and they're like oh do we have to sign something or and he's like no no not yet you know we're all going to take care of that or whatever but like even the way he talks to them like that's the the time when you really see him at his like you know slickest banker whenever he's like explaining what the process will be and everything which is different because you haven't really seen him do that up until that point even whenever he's with um Farrell or pharrell um he doesn't really have the opportunity because the situation is already lost and this guy is such a like you know scumbag um and he's like you know butting up against this like kind of scummy lawyer as well although i love that character as well that actor is so good uh but i do love that whenever like you know, Ivan goes full sleaze at the end and then you get his little smile. And like when that when that scene just ends, then whenever he's leaving, me and dad were like, wait, what? Looks <laughs> like, it can't end there. No, because I was like, no, the same thing has to happen to him that happened to Keyes. God damn it. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> but you don't know what happened. Like, you know why he had to leave or if he was disappeared. Like, that's not clear. Mm. Because also, Ivan's secretary. Well, says the...
0: seems seems pretty certain that he's not in Argentina.
1: No, but like, yeah, I really like this movie and the atmosphere and the way it's shot and stuff. Like, uh, I, but they do a very good job of hiding Buenos Aires in a way, yes. but still making you feel that you're in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Like, as somebody that is from that part of the country, it's very authentic that somebody asked him what he thinks of... Argentinian beef like there's no way that you can go to Uruguay or Argentina even if you're a vegan somebody's gonna ask you about I the beef I did
0: think of you immediately but while they're at that party there's like all these shots of like you know roast pigs and stuff <laughs> it's like...
1: oh yeah like the Uruguay the Argentinian barbecue the- in the background the- it's like gaucho style like so southern Brazil Uruguay and northern Argentina had the same cuisine let's say which is open fire Cooking an animal, <laughs> that's it. That's the cuisine. <laughs> Is it spicy? No, you had that. But um something that I I just wanted to point out that whenever there the the conversations are stacked, something that I noticed that uh, I might be wrong, but any time that the conversations were stacked, it was two different languages at the same time. So there would never be like two conversations in Spanish happening at the same time. It would be like. One conversation is in French and the other is in Spanish. I
0: couldn't remember that. Whenever I mentioned it earlier, I couldn't remember if that was the case. But I think you're right. So just thinking, like whenever they go to the uh, the couple's house, and there's two she's, the two women are talking in French. I think, yeah. And the two men are talking in Spanish.
1: Yeah, and the uh, the guy is dressed like the most Argentine you'll <laughs> ever meet. Like, <laughs> literally, if you ask, uh, can you? draw an argentina man <laughs> in his 60s that likes vino and beef <laughs> that'd be the man that'd be drawn but uh, something that i was quite surprised by was how accurate the accent of all the foreign actors were hmm. like i wonder if there are a lot of non-actors in the movie oh considering yeah yep yeah, the... yep
0: yeah, yeah. that is definitely true. yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think that he probably got like a lot of people. They either like from the foreign service, let's say, uh, that work like as translator as he did or whatever in Buenos Aires mm. to to be in the movie. Because they like traditionally, if you were from France or Belgium or Switzerland, you'd be speaking Spanish with a Spanish accent.
0: Mm. That Not there's a the Argentinian accent, yeah. Or the yeah, South because American the.
1: And the movie makes a point of this as well because whenever the um, Deckerman, I think is the lawyer's name Which is
0: a great name
1: <laughs> Well like there's a a guy that couldn't look more like a Nazi called Adolfo which I quite <laughs> appreciate it like, He probably was sure Nazi <laughs> Oh
0: god There's so many layers to Mr. Klein in this it's actually kind of hilarious Oh god
1: but whenever Dockerman, uh, uh Deckerman shows up in in the cafe or the restaurant the first time, mm. uh, because Faro is not showing up, he asks Ivan if he speaks castellano, mm. not Spanish. Like the because everything is hidden in dialect mm. in the in the movie. But you can tell the by the conversation it's very language based, which I didn't know that he was a translator. But it's not surprising at all. Yeah, it makes all. sense, doesn't it? Like... <laughs> because Iván's Castellano is ninety-five percent there, but sometimes he misses the meaning by just a tiny bit. That doesn't derail the conversation, mm-hmm. but he doesn't like. You can tell by the scene that he doesn't notice the threat in the dialogue, and by looking at the subtitling, it's impossible to. Translate that, and I think that anybody that doesn't speak Castellano, and I know you shouldn't be making a movie, so people that don't speak the language can understand better. You know, it's not—I don't know—maybe it's a Swiss movie, so maybe. But at the same time, it's like you know, Americans don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, why? Why would you like make the movie that you want to make it? And yeah,
0: like I, I, I don't care that i'll I'll always miss something there, especially because what what I like the the difference between compared parity things like within this film where there is no way really to 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 do it in subtitles to explain that full context. You know what I mean, as as you're saying there, where it's like there's such subtleties within scenes that unless you're able to speak at least two of the languages or whatever, you're you're just never going to get that little extra level. But even if you
1: spoke Spanish from Spain, you'd be missing out as well. You had to be speaking like Latin and not even Latin American Spanish. You need to know either Argentinian or Uruguayan Spanish. Yeah. Castellano. That's so weird
0: to... but like the, that that does not bother me as someone who does not speak that um in comparison to something like like uh korean speakers complaining about the subtitles and something like um <laughs> squid game <laughs> in squid game apparently netflix is notoriously bad for subtitling as in like where it's just incorrectly translating to the point at which Like, it makes sense, but you are missing a context all the time. Like, there's something that's not being done correctly. That's really offensive because you're just, you're, it's, you're getting a different meaning. Like, that, like, you know, very easy, could be fixed very, very easily if you're just, you know, using the wrong description for a person, say. Whereas in this, it doesn't really bother me because I'm like.
1: Well, it doesn't help either that (laughs) English is such a fucking shit language. It's so unexpressive as a language. Mm -hmm. It's so limited. There's so few words in English compared to other languages, which admittedly makes it easier to learn for somebody like myself that wasn't born with it. Mm. But at the same time, it makes it a lot more restrictive when it comes to translating Mm. because... There just aren't words. Fucking Germans and Norwegians have a word for anything. German
0: (laughs) is hilarious because they'll have like five different words for the one thing depending on the context, which I love because it's so it's so specific.
1: You said that it is very European before, Mm. and I think that that's both the advantage and a disadvantage
0: because he's he's
1: a little bit too Swiss. it's a little bit I don't think like too Swiss precisely like it could be any European let's say it's not that he's too neutral <clears throat> but,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny how you can call yourself neutral and yet you're <laughs> firing your private bankers all around into dictatorships
1: oh yeah like well like if there's one thing that like Argentina and Switzerland has Guess. in common is that there's a lot of Nazi gold there <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, what was Switzerland doing uh, during World Wars? Being neutral. <clears throat> neutral money. Money is neutral.
1: <laughs> and uh, um, but I think that the movie um, keeps the location at arm's length, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I think that the pro like the the major problem of a of the movie, I think the only major problem of the movie, even though it's alluded to. And little moments in the movie is that the movie's way more focused on the thriller aspect and it's not surprising that as you said the director's approach to the movie was that his father was a private banker in buenos aires in the 80s mm. that there's very little like there's not a single working person in the entire movie you know like not a single one i'm not like because even they, uh, that time like if you were like a receptionist in a five-star hotel that you're like the guy is like speaking french and stuff he's not he'll be the at best Lower middle class, like at worst, lower middle class, but probably like quite high as well. Like because that kind of hotels, if you're a good receptionist, and people like you, you get like really big tips as well because yeah. it's just money coming in.
0: You're, yeah, and like you're just you're charming them as well. Like even that bit where he's like, "I will speak in French," like you know, he got a good tip out of that. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and I think that the movie does the service to the story because it do like uh, a moment we're doing that because it portrays a narrow buenos aires when buenos aires was and still is a shithole like not like criticize like buenos aires has a lot of charm and uh, loads of amazing people i've been there it's beautiful in a certain way like in this it's very unique in itself like it looks a lot like montevideo but montevideo is in the coast so it gives you a different kind of vibe let's say Mm -hmm. like buenos aires is near the coast as well but like the built-up area is further like a little bit further inland let's say there's like airports near the coast of the rio de la plata which also kind of i don't know why they go like oh have you seen the Rio uh, rio de la plata it's like you can see it from buenos aires like there's an airport that is like into the, the river, like I don't know, but like geographic, it's like saying like somebody's visiting Dublin is like, have you seen the Irish Sea? <laughs> it's like it's yeah, it's just up the road. <laughs> Grant, I got the Dart the other day, saw it, <laughs> amazing. But I think it's that like there was unbelievable amount of poverty, and still is there is a lot of poverty in Buenos Aires, and the movie only shows the rich part. So like it's mm. the things that even a video game like fucking max Payne, whenever it's portraying uh sao <laughs> paulo it shows them like like oh the rich people that to avoid seeing poor people or getting kidnapped they fly from helicopter like with helicopters to the nightclubs and then back home but then they had to fly over the favelas mm. and the game does a, a makes a point of like the guy just looks out the window and you see like the sea of poverty but all you see really that you're experiencing is climbing a helicopter in a fucking country club
0: yeah i feel like this is the when we were talking about how like just a little bit more he he like the painting is just Almost there, but not finished. You know what I mean? It's like he just needed to like add, you know, like the dot in the eye or something. You know, like whenever they add the dot of like white to 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 bring like the life into the eyes of a painting or something. You know what I mean? Like that. There's just this little extra layer missing to like truly draw you in. <laughs> I'm like, I love it so much, but it's like it's so close to being perfect.
1: <laughs> and Especially whenever you come from Latin America, it's kind of frustrating that the, because. If you watch this movie and you come in cold, it portrays Buenos Aires as some a place that was up and coming in the eighties. Mm. Because even they're talking about the government like doing infrastructure things. Since the stuff. World Cup. <laughs> yeah, but like, even that then it was like it's the same as twenty sixteen Rio de Janeiro during the World Cup. Yeah, like send the police mm. and fucking kill everybody that looks like a criminal. So then like you won't get robbed or whatever. Pay for and do it like a Olympic year committee. before. You know, ironically, the guy that plays Yvonne looks uncannily like Jair Bolsonaro.
0: No, not really. Hold
1: on. Kind of. Yeah, like imagine like Bolsonaro is about 20 years older than your man as well.
0: Uh, Hold on. Uh, Yeah. Although he's got a little pointy nose, though. Hold on. Bolsonaro young. Oh, kind of, actually. Yeah, Oh, okay, yeah. When you see him in like his military outfit his uniform, he kind of does. That's quite funny. Oh my god, he looks like such a snake. That's so funny. Jesus Christ. Oh, his face is so funny. Jesus Christ. I don't know how you can look at that and be like, yeah, he's gonna be good for us.
1: There's a very uh, Latin American... Businessman look, yeah. you know, like it's it's always a little bit because of the heat. It's never fucking. You never feel comfortable in suits, so people yeah. usually wear a little bit baggy. Yeah. So like a bit, like a bit of air can move around. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to like be too tight. You know. <laughs> so even in the whenever uh, Ines says about like, oh, you should wear a double-breasted suit because it makes like. Your shoulder whatever but also like wear cream trousers or something so you don't look like really fashionable yeah because...
0: it's like she says don't in- you won't intimidate him if you wear that or something because he's like just like a businessman and he's a bit rougher r- r- around the edges <laughs> i guess um yeah there's a lot of like them dressing and i really love those little scenes i really love their scenes together like the hotel room and stuff
1: like I think that the creepiest scene in the movie, and the scariest scene in the movie, and the best performance in the movie is the scene with the priest. Whenever he, they're just having dinner and. Where did they doing find business.
0: that guy? Oh my god! I get fucking chills when I think of that dude's face. Fucking hell! What good casting? Jesus Christ!
1: He reminds me of my old old maths teacher and. <laughs> um, in high school in <laughs> uruguay and um is that kind of like really slow like leaning over oh he's to, like
0: lurch jesus christ He just sort of like oh my god like when he's talking about like the parasites you know the parasites of society have to be cleared away it's like mm-hmm. ah, ah. and he's talking about forex forex and the time, we were the first time we were watching it, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So I had to pause and giggle it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then me and dad were like, all oh, right, okay, that makes more sense. And I was like, what are you talking also, about?
1: Also, it's uh, like a uh, part of it is that, uh, again, you're not in context of it, is that Forex was actually legal to trade uh, whenever you were in uh, those years of the dictatorship. Oh. Uh like uh, between like Uh, argentina brazil uruguay you weren't allowed to like you were allowed to trade as an individual person but the government was the only because they were closed economies so you were allowed to buy and sell as a tourist but you weren't about to allowed to buy and sell as a like investor let's say
0: that does explain a lot as to why ivan is like are you sure, Mr. Priest? <laughs> it's very risky. <laughs> but not just financially. What was your favorite thing?
1: Favorite thing is the fucking the dictatorships in Latin America are so far a thing of the past. Let's see what happens in the next Brazilian election. <laughs> but I think that like he doesn't have enough public support to a uh, un golpe, as we call it. Um uh, I don't think the coup d'etat will succeed in brazil at the moment but fingers crossed regarding the movie my favorite thing i think is the the atmosphere Mm. Uh, i think it's it really envelops you it's what i call a lean forward movie (laughs) you know even though the dialogue is completely intelligible you almost feel like you have to lean forward to 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 hear everything (laughs) Yeah. I do think that the movie does suffer a bit of uh, uh somebody on Twitter but like the Mexican filter. <laughs> The, oh, like I don't think not so. quite that much, oh, but there's no. not that much no. orange in there
0: Certainly end. not. It's it's very measured, I have to say now, because fucking hell, that's one thing you really notice in the difference between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. They really dial down to a certain extent the Mexican filter in Better no, Call Saul. I, I don't think
1: that is the the worst of it all, but especially when they go to the countryside is very orangey kind of thing and Mm. if you've been to that part of argentina or or uruguay is a lot more green (laughs) no it's not even green it's kind of like yellowish it's kind of like it's warm dead grass like it's the grass is alive but not very healthy because in the summer it's like it rings constantly in the winter And then in the summer, it's just like slowly dying out, but it survives until the rains come back. So like if you didn't water your garden in Uruguay during the summer, your grass would be completely yellow by the the time the the summer's over.
0: It's a weird thing to have to adjust to watering your garden.
1: (laughs) And what was your favorite thing?
0: Uh, I think it's definitely the tone and the atmosphere of it for sure, because like but the time you get to him on the boat in the jungle and it's like taking this, Oh my God, it, it's it's very, very tense. But at the same time, like the movie n- always takes its time. Like that scene, whenever he's reading out all the stuff that they've collected from all the people they've murdered. Um, it's that scene is like just this cow going through of this list, you know, in the middle of the dark and the, you know, and you've no idea what's about to happen. Like it's, it's so tense. Um, and then that 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 like really like, glorious like the full evolution of Ivan at the end when he's on the boat, with his little smiley face. I was <laughs> <It's> like, he's <laughs> like, I've become what the keys could not. I was like, oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful, and I feel like the the film uh, it sets it up like from the get go, like that opening scene when they're in the car. Is absolutely fantastic. The two of them together, and even you know from the get go, you're switching between languages as well. Oh, it's it's marvelous. Uh, what was your least favorite thing?
1: The only, like everything else that I mentioned, is completely subjective. Um, I think it's uh, as I said before from his interviews that I think that because he's calling attention to like the third man but then denying you the the reward of meeting this keys character and i know that'd be like a big gamble because if Mm. you got him in he had to be somebody like orson welles or something you know what i mean yeah
0: like you you need to be able to deliver the like but i know who
1: he should have cast vigo mortensen because he's argentinian and he's done argentinian movies and I think Vigo Mortensen would sell that fucking keys character.
0: Fascinating. Oh, I don't know though. I feel like he might take you out of it a bit, though. I, I don't know. I feel like in well, like, the way maybe that, like maybe not
1: Vigo Mortensen, but like if they go, like, like, if like they were that, able though. to get somebody as good as that priest, you know, like yeah. It,
0: well, that's exactly like it's it's the that because that actor is so perfect, and like. Oh, even the guy, ah, oh, they're all it's so well cast actually. Like every every character is so good.
1: Uh what was your least favorite thing? Uh,
0: uh, I think it's like as we were saying before where it's that sort of extra layer feels missing. Uh, and in certain places it it only needs to be like a little dab of paint. Continuing with my paint metaphor, uh, but in other places, it's like the paint, the painting is damaged, you know, and there needs to be like a little fill in material and then a little touch up, you know. So it's like, even in that context, you're saying about um, how it does feel like a missed opportunity at times, because like, you know, you know, I get to talk to you about this and get all the extra layers of context, whereas like most people are going to watch this movie even if they live in Buenos Aires and are not really going to get a lot of the subtext. So the film could have really, could have had had that extra layer and meant that it would have had a much broader impact politically and historically for people rather than just being like, you know, not that it's just this, because I think he's, he's very much trying to pay attention to those things. Like he... You know, the even the, the reason why he made the movie, that the idea that someone could go to a country at this time and not be impacted by the political situation is obviously struck a chord with him. Um I just think that he he left it just that little bit too vague in places. And even though it's nodding sometimes, it's like, just nod a little more. <laughs> you know?
1: I'm really interested. Shine to a torch. Know.
0: Shine a torch. Don't just nod. <laughs>
1: I'm really interested to know (laughs) what his relationship was with his father because this movie kind of looks like his father was the villain of...
0: No, it was was his grandfather, not his father. Sorry, his his grandfather. What's actually interesting about this as well is that... um, Whenever he he mentions that this is the inspiration for the film, in any interview I've seen, he's very pointedly said, this is not based on my grandfather. My grandfather had no, you know, connection with this, etc. He was just a private banker at the time. It's like, fair enough. But he also said that um, his parents were artists. So I think, like, his his mum was a poet and his dad was an, you know, or something. So he had very creative parents. So they have, and, like for them it was very hard to like remove themselves from the sort of legacy of like the bankers in switzerland so i think that was kind of interesting that like just he's like we well, know it, it, it,
1: for you to be a poet you have to yeah. have your father <laughs> that is a fucking private banker like
0: <laughs> so true jesus christ uh but yeah no like it, it it does feel a little bit like it's kind of like when you're watching you know if you're watching like a documentary and you know it, it's sort of the only people who are ever going to watch it or be affected by it are people who already get the message. So it's like, you know, like you could have, I'm like, not that you needed to be handheld through this movie at all. Cause definitely not. There's nothing wrong with a movie having to be leaned into, but at the same time, like it could have just reached another level for people that are watching it. Like, you know, in the IFI or whatever, and maybe don't know that much about Argentina, but, um, but yeah, I still, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I, did it. I, I loved rewatching it. It's such a cool movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely something that'll go in the rotation, I think.
0: Mm. Oh, it only gets better.
1: So, Orla, where can they find us? <laughs> uh,
0: if they want to go back and uh, uh, watch the other, or listen to the other episode on the other Argentinian film we've done, which was uh, Zama. Uh, which i watched rewatch that movie I love that film that
1: uh, was a very sweaty movie
0: yeah that actually yeah that is a very sweaty movie uh and people wearing like heavy period clothes as well it's like oh my god um so they can find us on facebook the recommendation game on twitter at the rec game they can email us at the recommendation game at gmail.com they can find us on dope digital radio uh every monday every second monday at 11 to 12 Uh, And they can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and on Soundcloud. And anywhere you find podcasts, you will find our lovely voices. Uh, So next week's film is Ricardo.